Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unranked with Logan Kelleher, uh, highlighting the action of Week 12 and looking forward to what's going to happen in Week 13, which every, everybody's been following along. Week 13 is rival, rivalry week. A lot, of, a lot of games between in-state rivals and some some rivals between two states, north and south of each other, namely Ohio State and Michigan in the game. Um, and going to go over a lot of that. Um, but first, need to go over some of the stuff that happened in Week 12. So the first thing that happened, uh, at least with the ranked teams, um, Boise State uh, beat New Mexico. So they continue on in their season as does Utah State. They beat Colorado State on Saturday. Um, both both teams won. Boise State played a little bit better of a game against a weaker opponent, but not to take anything from Utah State because Colorado State is a good team, was in the conversation for the division title for a while. They've fallen out of that since, since that, but both teams win, so... And as I'll get to later, both teams will play each other next week for a Mountain West um, division uh, play-in game for the division title. That's going, which is for the Mountain Division in the Mountain West. Two teams will play each other, uh, and then some some action on Saturday. Ohio State keeps their division title hopes alive uh, in the Big Ten East. They win in overtime to Maryland in a game that, on multiple occasions, it seems like they were going to lose. Uh, started off with Maryland, um, two big touchdowns from Anthony McFarland, each over 70 yards. Um, he'd end up finishing with 298 on the day. Um, but in the end, Ohio State pulled it off. It was a uh, Maryland went for two in overtime, um, and they could not complete the pass so Ohio State advances on in their season uh, with a tough game against Michigan Um, Ohio State is at home and Ohio State has not lost in the horseshoe against Michigan since 2000 so a lot on the line for each team Um, this game decides who's going to play in the division title against Northwestern Uh, Michigan hoping to get there um and obviously Ohio State looking to get there too. So then, the, so then that was that game. Ohio State fifty-two to fifty-one over um, Maryland, and some more action. Uh, Utah clinches the Pac-12 South. Uh, they won thirty to seven over Colorado, and then Notre Dame keeps their undefeated season alive. They beat Syracuse. 36 to three um, in their so boot bolstering their strength of schedule with a key victory over a pretty good Syracuse team that gave Clemson some problems and have been a really good football team but in the end Notre Dame won the game Eric Dungy went out of that or left that game with the injury so Tommy DeVito came in the backup quarterback and wasn't able to do much. And then later on in the action, Oklahoma State 
beat West Virginia. So their record falls. West Virginia's record falls to um, – they fall to 8-2 and two and 6-2 and two in Big 12 play, which doesn't mean they're out. Oklahoma State was out there. They're just playing for a bowl game, which they – did clinch with this victory. They are six and five on the season with the game against TCU. Um, so for West West Virginia, played a good game. Wolger three total touchdowns. Kennedy McCoy 148 yards on the ground and two scores. But Taylor Cornelius had six total touchdowns, uh, 300 yards through the air, 100 on the ground for him. Did throw two interceptions, but Oklahoma State ended up pulling off the victory. Uh, and then <clears throat> another game, uh, Florida State beat Boston College. Uh, Florida State unranked. Um, Boston College is ranked 20th. Uh, Florida State won, so they are a victory on Saturday away from being bowl eligible, uh, going to a bowl for the 37th consecutive season. A lot of – are a few or one of their bowls, I don't know what it is exactly, got um, – vacated due to some violation and so the streak technically isn't still alive but Florida State will be playing for their 37th consecutive bowl on Saturday against a very good Florida team that looks to keep them out of the picture and move them up into a better bowl and then Michigan they they got away with a 31 to 20 victory over Indiana, which for most of the game was a little too close for comfort. Uh, They were actually down at halftime, but then a good third quarter moved them ahead and they, they controlled the game from, from there on out. So a little bit of a hiccup before they play their rival Ohio state. It's definitely going to be interesting there. And then um, Washington and Washington State each won their games late at night. Uh, Washington State had a very significant win over Arizona, as did Washington over Oregon State, um, which makes the Apple Cup this set, this uh, Friday actually a uh, playing game for the Pac-12 championship against Utah. Both teams looking to get there. Uh, Clemson remains undefeated after beating Duke. Um, Oklahoma uh, beats Kansas but gave up 40 points and 250 yards to Puka Williams Jr., the running back for Kansas. Um, so a little bit of a little bit of a worry there seeing what they do the rest of the season with that defense. And I mean their offense put up 55, which gave them the win, but at some point you got to play defense if you want to have a shot at playing for the or getting a shot into the playoffs. Uh, UCF, they won at night against Cincinnati. They continue their win streak. And Texas uh, knocks Iowa State out of the race for the Big 12 Conference Championship. Um, Iowa State's been having a good season, been on a good run as of late, but didn't do enough there, and Texas remains in. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about the conference outlooks in a little bit. Um, and then Ohio, they kept their division title hopes alive. Uh, they beat Buffalo 52-17. to um, 
in a tremendous game for them. But Miami of Ohio beat Northern Illinois, so and Miami won last night. So this is going up on Wednesday, so some action already happened. Miami won last night, so Miami now 6-2 and two in the division. They have a win over Ohio, but lost to Buffalo. So if Buffalo loses, and I'll get into it a little bit later, but it kind of kind of escaped me. I, I thought Miami was knocked out of the race, but how they do the tiebreakers keeps them in. So get it. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Houston beat Tulane, but Derek King, who put up who has put up crazy numbers this year, 50 total touchdowns, 36 passing and 14 rushing um, after this game are the totals. Uh, he is out for the season with an injury um, and the backup quarterback um, Clayton Toon, I believe uh, he's going to be the signal caller against Memphis next week. Um, Memphis beat SMU to um, make that game a playing game for Houston and Memphis. And then Pittsburgh clinches the clinch, clinches the coastal, not coastal, the or yeah coastal division of the the ACC. Um, so they'll play Clemson in the ACC title game, uh, and then Fresno State as well clinched their division in the Mountain West in the West Division of the Mountain West. So. They will play either Utah State or Boise State in the the title there. So then a little bit, um, I did it a little bit earlier in some earlier episodes, and I think I'm going to do it again. Uh, just highlighting some key contributors. Um, you guys noticed I didn't talk as much about the games because, you know, it's Wednesday, and if you didn't uh, hear about the games or watch them, then it's probably a little bit too late. Um, or actually if you didn't, what I meant to say was if you haven't watched them or seen anything about it yet, uh, I don't know, I guess you live under a rock. (laughs) So it's kind of, so most of you have seen what happened, so I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it, but anyway, so a few passers who had some key games, uh, for Washington state, as mentioned, uh, Gardner Minshew, um, completed 43 out of 55 passes for 473 yards and seven touchdowns, had no interceptions in their victory um, this weekend. And then Jordan Tamu in a loss. Uh, Ole Miss lost that game, but he he had another strong performance, 457 through the air, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 32 of 52 in that game. And then Dwayne Haskins for Ohio State in a game with nearly no defense, Completed 28, 28 out of 38 passes for another 400-yard game for him, 405 yards, three touchdowns, and in, in an interception, and also added three rushing touchdowns in that game. And then some of the running backs that excelled this week, Jonathan Taylor for Wisconsin, who leads the FBS in rushing, uh, 33 carries for 321 yards and three scores. And then, as mentioned before, Anthony McFarland for Maryland, 21 carries for 298 yards and two scores. Joshua Kelly carried the load for UCLA in their game, 40 carries for 289 yards and two scores. And the final running back, Puka Williams, as mentioned again, uh, 15 carries for 252 yards and two scores. So some good rushing performances there and receiving. I don't look at it a lot. Um, 
But Andy Isabella of Massachusetts, 15 catches for 219 yards and two scores. And then A.J. Brown of Missouri, nine catches for 212 yards and a touchdown. So those were some of the guys that played well this this weekend or this past weekend. Uh, so looking forward to them um, playing well in this week to come. So a little bit about the college football rankings. Um, not much changed between um, last week and this week. One through eight are the same. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU, and Washington State. The only change now um, is to nine and t- or not or ten is also the same too with Ohio State keeping that spot. Um, UCF jumped to nine after a victory over a ranked Cincinnati team, and the committee deemed Ohio State not uh, not doing enough against Maryland. I mean, clearly they almost lost the game. They should have lost the game. Uh, so UCF hurdles them. Um, and then West Virginia was the team that fell. They fell to 13th. Um, so 11 to 15, how it looks is Florida and Penn State up two spots, then West Virginia, and then Texas and Kentucky. Texas up one spot, Kentucky up two spots. And then 16 to 20, Washington, Utah, Mississippi State, Northwestern, Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse, the biggest drop there. Um, and then Texas up one, Kentucky up two, Washington up two, Utah up two. Uh, Mississippi State up three, and then Northwestern up three. Uh, Syracuse uh, rounds that out at 20, as, uh, as I mentioned that before. Uh, Utah State, Texas A&M, Boise State, Pittsburgh, and Iowa State finish out the top 25. Uh, Utah State and Boise State up two from 23 and 25th respectively. Uh, Texas A&M at 22. They were they're new this week. Uh, they've been in it, in it before. They've fallen out of it, and we'll see if they can stay in it because they have a game against number seven LSU. They are at home though, so that helps. But we'll see if they can knock off LSU or and stay in the rankings or lose and probably fall out again. So then, yeah, Ohio, Iowa State at 25. They dropped nine spots after their loss to Texas. Uh, and then Pittsburgh is in for the first time. Um, and the teams that fell out of the rankings this week were Boston College and Cincinnati after their losses. Um, so a few games in the top 25 next week. Um, Alabama versus Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Clemson versus South Carolina. Um, just a in-state rivalry. Uh, Notre Dame is at USC. So USC has been struggling, but that is definitely going to be a tough road test for Notre Dame. Um, it's a big rivalry, and rivalry games seem to bring out the best in teams, even if they are heavily heavily uh, favored against. Um, so then uh, going down the list, Michigan is at number 10 Ohio State. So Again, rivalries bring out the best. Uh, Michigan is favored in this game. Um, And Ohio State hasn't been playing that well. And it's definitely going to be interesting. But this game, definitely, there's always a lot more on the line for the players, for the coaches, uh, and the fans. Definitely going to make it a tough game for Michigan. Um, And then Georgia has a home game against Georgia Tech. um, Favored in that one, obviously. Uh, um, Georgia Tech just hoping they can they can get the win in that rivalry in the state of Georgia 
Uh, number six, Oklahoma is at number 13, West Virginia. Another, another cru- that's a crucial game there, as is Michigan and Ohio State. Both have division, or Michigan and Ohio State with the division title implications, and then Oklahoma and West Virginia just uh, to shape the Big 12. Um, LSU and Texas A&M will play each other. That's at Texas A&M. And then Washington State is home against Washington in the Apple Cup. Um, so it's another. It's a tough. It's going to be a tough game for Washington State, and they're trying to remain up top in the Pac-12. And as mentioned, that is a uh, playing game for the Pac-12 championship. Number nine UCF is at South Florida. In-state rivalry there. Uh, UCF trying to keep their Winning streak alive. Uh, South Florida trying to bounce back after a tough few weeks that they've been having. Uh, Florida is at Florida State. Uh, What's on the line there is for Florida, just trying to uh, boost their record. Florida State trying to get into another bowl game. Yeah, Penn State and Maryland, not a lot there. Um, Texas and Kansas. uh, If Texas wins this game... All right, we'll get into it a little bit later, but Texas heavily favored on the road, though. Uh, Kansas scored 40 against Oklahoma. We'll see if uh, Texas's defense is a little bit better. And then in the state of Kentucky, it's Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville's been struggling, hasn't found much of a run game. They're, uh, and then their passing game um, hasn't been looking too good either. So we'll see uh, if Kentucky's strong rushing attack and good defense will give them a win there. Uh, Utah already clinched, so not playing for a lot, but playing BYU in the state of Utah. Utah is at home in this one. Uh, Mississippi State is at Ole Miss um, in a Mississippi rivalry. Uh, Northwestern is playing a home game against Illinois. Again, not playing for a lot, but... Definitely want to get a win out of that one. And then Syracuse is at Boston College. Not a lot there as well. Um, Utah State is at Boise State. So there's another game where they're playing for the division title. And then Pittsburgh is at Miami. And Iowa State is at Can- – or Iowa State is home against Kansas State. So those teams want to want to add another win to their record. And that is what they will be shooting for. So as mentioned, there are a few playing games. And with that, I will just talk about the uh, who is looking like they could get into the uh, conference championship, division titles, and all that. So as mentioned, the ACC championship game is already decided. It's going to be Clemson representing the Atlantic and Pittsburgh representing the Coastal Division. Uh, and then in the American Athletic is already decided in the East with UCF representing. And then in the West, it is Houston and Memphis who will play each other this Friday for the American Athletic West Division crown. And they will play UCF for the title, for the American Athletic title. And then in the Big 12, that's where that's the that's where it starts to look a little bit wild. Um, 
for Oklahoma, Oklahoma is sitting at the top at seven and one, and then West Virginia and Texas are six and two. Those are their conference records. Then, of course, Oklahoma's ten and one overall. West Virginia's eight and two overall, and Texas is eight and three overall. So they play a conference championship. They don't have divisions, so it's just the top two teams, uh, regardless of where they're at, whether they're in Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa, wherever they may be, Kansas. Um, so Oklahoma's at seven and one. Um, there's not a lot of ways that they can get knocked out. Um, how they can get in though is a win against West Virginia. Or if they lose against West Virginia, then they need Texas to lose. Um, so the only way that they are out is if they lose to West Virginia and then Texas, or if Texas wins and Oklahoma loses, then Oklahoma is out of it. So a lot to a lot is at stake in this game against West Virginia, especially since Texas is playing a game against Kansas, who is not not the best team in the Big Twelve by by a by a certain uh, by by a measure, and that may be I don't know what I was trying to say there, and it. Could be a competition for Texas. Kansas could give them a run for their money, like Kansas did for Oklahoma. Of course, Texas has a little bit better defense than Oklahoma, so probably will go to Texas. But then, but then moving on, uh, West Virginia for them it's the same thing. Um, if they they win, they're in. Uh, but if they lose, then they need Texas to lose as well. So. Um, and, th- and that would be because if West Virginia loses, they're six and three in the division. Uh, Texas wins, then they're seven and two, and they they hurdle them. Uh, and then West Virginia loses, and Texas loses. Uh, West Virginia beat Texas earlier this year, so West Virginia would be in by that virtue. And then for Texas to get in, as mentioned before, all they need to do is beat Kansas, and they're playing either Oklahoma or West Virginia for the big 12 title. So then moving on in the big 10, as mentioned before, it's Michigan at Ohio state on Saturday for the big 10 East. Uh, each, each team is at 10 and one Michigan at eight. No, in the conference and Ohio state at seven and one. And so that's a playing game there to play the West division title recipient, Northwestern who's seven and four um, all seven wins coming from the conference there seven and one in the conference and they're just going to play a game against Illinois on Saturday to hopefully bring that record to eight and four and give themselves some momentum and some, some added uh, motivation going into the big 10 title. And then in the, in the conference USA now uh, in the West, it's been decided that UAB will be in the title game at 9 and 2 and 7 and 0 in the conference. They play Middle Tennessee, which interestingly enough, Middle Tennessee and FIU battling it out in the East Division for that um, title. The, the two teams already played and FIU won. So FIU has a tiebreaker right now. So if both teams win, then FIU will be in the the conference title game. Uh, and, and then the interesting part about that 
to me at least, a lot of people probably don't care about the Conference USA because it's a smaller conference. It's not Power 5, but um, this is the kind of stuff that I like because there's the games matter. Uh, FIU is playing a home game against Marshall, so they they are they're favored in that one. Um, it they should come away with that one, but Middle Tennessee has to play UAB, which UAB is a great football team this year. Got a nine and two record. They are to their backup quarterback, but he's playing really well um, so far in the games that he's had to fill in. Um, so, and you know, if Middle Tennessee wins, um, and FIU loses, then then they'll play UAB again the next week. So, and then if they want to win the conference title game, then that that means beating UAB twice in a row, which I just don't think they'll be they'll really be able to do. I think UAB is a better football team. So, with that said, for the division title, uh, Middle Tennessee needs to win against UAB, and they need FIU to lose. For FIU, it's a little bit easier, as mentioned, that Middle Tennessee is playing UAB, who is a tough tough opponent for them so for them to get in the division title they need to beat marshall or they can honestly lose to marshall and then if middle tennessee loses then they're in as well which is a likely scenario so uh middle tennessee losing is the likely scenario um so marshall or fiu they can they can win or lose to marshall really doesn't matter uh regardless though they gotta hope that middle tennessee um does not pull off a win at home which helps Middle Tennessee out that they're at home and they still got their quarterback. Um, Brent Stockstill has been having a good year. He's a he's a good quarterback for, for them. Uh, it's just that they have not really developed a running game, and that's what UAB definitely prides themselves on. They have a great running game. They can throw the ball, and going to be an interesting week for the Conference USA and all those games or both those games taking place on Saturday. Then in the Mid-American, it is, this is the one I messed up on. Um, I thought Miami was out of it, but turns out that they have a shot to win. So um, Ohio Ohio is now not going to play for the East Division title, regardless of what happens. Um, it's going to be, either Miami or Buffalo and all Buffalo has to do is win at a struggling Bowling Green team. Um, and then if they lose, they, they have to hope or yeah. So if they lose, then Miami's in, if they win, then they're in. So, and whichever team makes it is going to play Northern Illinois from the West who lost their game last night to Western Michigan so Northern Illinois is done. Uh, they had their they had their Tuesday game. Miami played as well last night and won, so that's why they they uh, are there and will represent the uh, or have a chance to represent the East. So, and as mentioned, all Buffalo has to do is beat Bowling Green, which they should. Bowling Green is not um, doing all that well this year, so. So it's Buffalo and Miami of Ohio there. And then in the Mountain West, as mentioned, it's a playing game for the Mountain Division crown, Utah State, uh, playing at Boise State. 
Utah State with a 10 and 1 record, Boise State at 9 and 2. Boise State has a loss in the conference. Utah State still undefeated in the conference. Um <clears throat> and they're both teams both teams have great quarterbacks. They have strong rushing attacks, so it's going to be a very offensive game. Um, it's just going to be a matter of whose defense can prevail. Then in the Pac-12 North, it's another playing game between Washington State and Washington. It's going to be at Washington State, who is in the driver's seat right now. At uh, ten and one, seven and one in the conference, Washington at eight and three and six and two in the conference. Um, so both teams with, with a lot to play for. Each team looking for a shot to play Utah for the Pac-12 South or for the Pac-12 conference title. Um, and trying to get bolster that record for a playoff bid. And then in the SEC, it's already already decided Georgia and Alabama will play each other. Um, Georgia lost to LSU earlier, but LSU lost another game in the SEC to Alabama. So, or the L- LSU is actually, um, or then LSU lost one more game, I believe. I don't have it pulled up right now, but uh, yeah, Georgia is going to play Alabama for the SEC championship again. And then finally, in the Sun Belt, in this is the only conference where neither division is decided yet decided yet and that's what I that's what I like to appreciate out of this conference. It's usually a t- tight race. Um, a lot of teams have a chance still and to better show the scenario um, Troy, Troy Trojans and then the Appalachian State Mountaineers uh, representing the East division. Troy at nine and two and seven and zero in the conference is up a game from eight and two Appalachian State with a six and one conference record. Those two teams will play each other on Saturday as well, and the winner will advance to the Sun Belt Championship game against one of three teams from the West. And this is the interesting part: um, UL Monroe, Louisiana, which is uh, University of Louisiana, Lafayette, and then Arkansas State are all four and three. Monroe and Louis Monroe and Lafayette have six and five records, and then Arkansas State has a seven and four record. So both Louisiana teams will play each other this week uh, in their rivalry game, and Arkansas State has a game at Texas State. So for Monroe to get into the division title, they need to win against Louisiana. And the or win against Lafayette, and then Arkansas State needs to lose because Arkansas State beat Monroe. So, so that's what they're hoping for. And then for Louisiana, all they have to do is beat Monroe because they already beat Arkansas State. So they they don't need a whole lot. But then Arkansas State needs Texas State to win, or they need to win against Texas State on the road, and then they need Louisiana to win on the road as well or they need Louisiana to lose against UL Monroe due to the fact that Louisiana beat them earlier in the year. So so that's the Sun Belt, and one team is going to make it to – or two teams are going to make it to the conference championship, and five are looking to get there. Um, Troy and Appalachian State, it's winner takes all. 
And in the West, Louisiana Lafayette has the best chance to get there, but definitely will be interesting to see what happens through the course of the weekend. So those are all the uh, conference uh, outlooks and what's going to happen this week, what's at stake. Some conferences, the ACC and SEC are already decided, and then a lot of other divisions are decided, and the other side just has a playing game. But then for the Sun Belt, it's five teams still all trying to get there. Um, So it's going to be an interesting week of college football. Definitely the most important for a lot of teams. A lot of team, a lot of teams in the the Power Five conferences looking to win these games to get to the conference championship, so they can um, get that get that bid to play in the in the college football playoff. Um, looking like it could seriously be two SEC teams, especially if Georgia beats Alabama. There's been a lot of talk about what that would look like because Alabama's been running the table they they're undefeated a lot of a lot of significant wins pitched a shutout against LSU pitched a shutout against Mississippi State just dominant efforts all around this past weekend though they uh, were went into halftime tied against the Citadel which is definitely pretty interesting but late, later went on to win 50 to 17 so so they've been winning games and winning by a lot so it's really hard to keep them out um, and then beyond that you have Clemson, if they're undefeated, they win the ACC. Notre Dame's undefeated. They got they got some good wins against Michigan, who is looking like they're in the front front of the race to win the Big Ten. They have Ohio State, who's struggling this weekend, and then they have Northwestern for the Big Ten title, which uh, is definitely not the hardest game for them. Northwestern's a good football team. Um, Got a good coach, got good players. They're motivated, but in, in all honesty, it looks like Michigan's going to win. So, so there you got five good teams. So, it's a question of who do you leave out. Clemson's been there; they've shown that they're a good team. They'd be undefeated. Um, and then Notre Dame—they're—they don't play a conference title. So, is that going to be what keeps them out of the playoff? That would be—that'd be a very sad thing to do. For them, especially, they've they've uh, played a good season, got wins over Michigan and Syracuse, which honestly I think is going to be enough to push them into the playoff. But then there you go, you got Alabama, who you have to put in just because they've been so dominant, and then you're leaving out Michigan, who's a Big Ten champion. Um, only loss was to Notre Dame. They've got they ran the table in the Big Ten, especially if they beat Ohio State. That's that's a top ten team. Regardless of how Ohio State plays, you have to look at that as a uh, as a as a significant win. And then Penn State, who's sitting at number twelve this week, uh, Michigan beat them forty-two to seven. So, just looking at Michigan's resume, they're they they are honestly what the committee probably looks for in a playoff team. They they did lose, but it was to an undefeated number three ranked Notre Dame at the end of the season or they lost it at the beginning of the season, but I'm talking about how Notre Dame has finished their season. Um, and then for Ohio State, they struggled against TCU, who's unde- or who is not even in, not even ranked, nowhere near in the race for the Big 12. They 
went down to the wire against Penn State, who struggled but then picked up the pieces. So that's a that's a pretty good win. Um, almost lost to Maryland. Played some bad games against Indiana and Minnesota. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting. And then and then you have UCF. Their case, they're probably going to run the table again. They have South Florida, who's been struggling. Um, and then they have the either have Houston or Memphis. Um, Memphis has good offense, good, pretty good defense. And then Houston, who is without their quarterback, um, is probably going to probably not going to do so well. They, they might pull out the win against Memphis, but then in the, in a conference championship game is the, is their quarterback going to be ready? So you leave out UCF and then big 12, they got few teams that have played well this year. Um, if Oklahoma runs the table at 12 and one, um, you know, they're only lost to a really good Texas team. They're a contender. So it's really, but you say it for anything. You, you say it with the BCS title game. You only have two teams, so it's kind of unfair to number three. And now they're saying, you know, you only have four teams. It's kind of unfair to number five. So regardless of what they do, even if they were to extend it, it's you're always going to leave somebody out and somebody's always going to be upset. But in the end, you're trying to put the four best teams in there. And you know, it's kind of hard to do, hard to do that when there's so many teams. There's 130 plus teams in in the FBS, so it's kind of hard to narrow it down to four. But that's what they're trying to do here, and that's why they have the committee that they do to make the best decision of who is going to represent um, in, in the the college football playoff and who's going to provide the best opportunities to win. Um, and I think that it doesn't look good for Michigan. Um, Michigan State and Ohio State each were blown out when they got there. They Michigan State lost thirty-eight to zero, and Ohio State lost thirty-one to zero. SEC's the SEC has represented well. Um, Alabama lost the first year, but the past three years they've been in the national championship. Only one loss to Clemson it was by four, and is because of the final play of the game. Um, but they they beat they beat Oklahoma and they beat um, and then in the two years before that I'm trying to think of who they beat they beat Clemson yeah so it's been Alabama or Clemson really for the past three years and then Oklahoma which Oklahoma has been playing well this year but probably going to be left out just because Big Twelve doesn't look like a very tough conference to win in especially since. You know, Oklahoma State beat West Virginia. Oklahoma State almost beat Oklahoma. Uh, West Virginia beat Texas, but then Texas beat Oklahoma. So it's really, it's really just confusing to say whether or not that's a good conference because it's so tightly packed. And like Kansas, who's sitting at the bottom of the conference, um, actually had a, a close game with Oklahoma. They only lost by 15. They scored 40 points. It was just Oklahoma's offense that played well. And then you got you got the other games, and you got you have Ohio Iowa State who won a won a few good games and were in the race for the Big Twelve title, the championship game, and now they're out of it, of course. But 
it's just it's difficult to put a Big 12 team in there. And then you got the American Athletic Conference, which has UCF on their win streak, top 10, nationally ranked. Um, but they're they're going to be left out simply because you know you you have an SEC team play a American Athletic team and it's going to be a you know twenty point game on average. If you just take for instance like Texas A and M and play them against Memphis, Texas A and M is most likely going to pull off that victory. It's like what happened with Texas A and M and UAB this week. Texas A and M won forty one to twenty, and UAB is probably the best team in the conference USA. So. I'm not saying that the American Athletic isn't better than the Conference USA. American Athletic is probably better than the than Conference USA teams, but it's that same sort of thing. If you have them play regular season games, it's probably probably going to go to the SEC every time. I think I think the American Athletic could contend with Big Ten and Big Twelve teams and ACC teams. I just don't think that they could contend with the SEC right now. Um, and, that, and then that's where it is. SEC is probably going to have Georgia and Alabama represent them, especially if, or if Georgia wins, then it's probably going to be two teams from the SEC as it was last year. So you only leave room for two other conferences, really, which makes it a little bit hard to decide who's going to get in and who's going to be left out. Because if you, if you got, you know, 12-1 and one, Conference champions all around, which you're probably going to have. You're probably going to have Michigan at 12 and one. You're going to have Oklahoma at 12 and one. Possibly they could lose, but just for a you know example, going to have an undefeated UCF. You're going to have undefeated Clemson. You're going to have undefeated Notre Dame. You're going to have a 12 and one Washington State team, which I haven't even talked about the Pac-12. Um, but you just got so many options to put in and that makes it kind of hard to narrow it down to four but like they do they 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 want it to be good games where they feel like there's the most equally shared talent and competition so that's all i'm going to ramble on about with that it's getting to the end of it. And the last thing I want to talk about, it's not FBS, it's FCS. It's the uh, playoff, which is starting this week. They're, they're playoffs, not playoff. Um, they got 24 teams, so maybe the FBS should look at that. And that that was definitely a joke. The FBS should not do a 24-team playoff. But there they got the uh, eight teams who have a bye week. Are number one North Dakota State at eleven and zero, number two Weber State at nine and two, number three Eastern Washington at nine and two, number four Kennesaw State at ten and one, number five South Dakota State at eight and two, number six UC Davis at nine and two, number seven Maine at eight and three, and number eight Colgate at nine and one. So those teams have buys, and then just going down the list, the games. So they'll play December first, but this weekend on November twenty fourth, which is Saturday. Montana State and Incarnate Word will play each other to play North Dakota State. James Madison and Delaware will play each other. Uh, the first game is going to be at Montana State, or Montana State's going to be home. You're going to have Delaware at James Madison to play Colgate. Uh, Duquesne at uh, Towson, Towson, however, however you pronounce it. They're going to play for chance to play South Dakota State. 
Uh, Elon's going to be at Wofford to play Kennesaw State. San Diego's going to be at Nichols State to play Eastern Washington. Lamar's going to be at Northern Iowa to play UC Davis. Uh, and then East Tennessee State is going to be at Jacksonville State to play Maine. And then Stony Brook is going to be at Southeast Missouri State to play Weber State. So 24 teams. Uh, it's going to be four weeks of games before the the football championship in Frisco, Texas at Toyota Stadium on January 5th. So some some action there. The first week of games and the first two weeks of games are on ESPN3, so I don't know who out there has that, but then once they get to the quarterfinals, um, some of those games will be on ESPN, some will be on ESPN2, and some will be on ESPN3. And then the semifinals and the championship game will be on ESPN2. So a few weeks there of action. Um, North Dakota State has been the dynasty in the FCS, if anybody's been following that. So they could run the table again. They're the only undefeated team representing their um, Princeton out of the Ivy League was also undefeated, but they do not play in the playoffs. So North Dakota State will represent the undefeateds, and that will be just a little bit more action for you to follow. So, And with that said, be sure to watch some football this weekend. There's going to be a lot of exciting games, a lot of a lot of good games to watch. Um, hopefully your favorite team wins, and that's going to do it for me. That's all I have to talk about. So I hope you guys will all listen to me a week from now, talk about what happened this week, and looking to the conference championships, whoever will be in them, and to the, to the bowl season up upon us. This is the most exciting time in college football, and I cannot wait, and hopefully you guys cannot wait either. So that's all for me. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Unranked with Logan Kelleher, and I'll be back to, t- to talk to you a week from now. Goodbye.